Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, you listen to yet another awesome back-to-back almost episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. And I am Dan. Good morning to you. Afternoon, evening, wherever we are. I have no idea where you are right now, but I bid all of you hello. That is a strong intro. Yeah, you got to give them a good greeting. You got to start it off. Steve, can you tell right now that I'm bullshitting you because I'm super tired and I'm trying to pretend that I'm not? Let me tell you what happened in the morning, ladies and gentlemen. My my son got a job. I got Steve today, ladies and gentlemen. That's all. That's what happened. And, and so I told Dan, I was like, hey, we're going to record at 12. And he's like, oh, it works perfectly. And that moved to nine something. And so Dan was waking up like, hello. I was like, yeah, you want to record? And Dan was like, I mean, I mean, you know, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. It crossed my mind. I know, I know. And so Dan is actually doing this at the drop of a dime. So people give him an applause. Yeah. Give you know him what? an applause. Do it to it, people. I deserve it. Thank you. Because, man. I get up for you. And he was up late last night. Yeah, I went and saw Midsummer last night, man. Midsomar? Wow. That's we'll <laughs> we'll get there, but holy shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm very I can't wait to talk about it because you're a person that I trust. Uh I trust your reviews and everyone else like critics are like it's so deep and once I hear that I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to watch that movie. But seeing you say it, I'm like, okay. The idea was I was planning on, you know, I got home late. And I took no notes or anything like that. And I was planning on waking up and just kind of like wrapping my brain around what I watched last night. But guys, we're going to wing this 100% today. But I'll tell you one thing right now. Our heart's in it. Right, Steve? Don't you feel like your heart's in it? Oh, my heart's all in it. It's just very early for us. And yeah. it's going to end. The thing is, you're getting a back-to-back. Kind of. Like a boom, boom. Two in a week is not bad for the Heroes of Noise. Not bad. And they got one with Q. By the way, you guys have spoken. You really liked Quentin. We liked Quentin, too. That was a lot of fun. So we want to thank Quentin Taylor Roberts from the Real Zodiac Podcast for joining us last week. It was so much fun. I like this guy, man. He's a total professional. Yeah, I was like, I was like one of the, I was the only unmarried person on the pod. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, you're pretty much married already. This dude right here. How is that? Here's <laughs> the funny thing. I, I know you don't believe that because you're just like, if I'm like, you're going through some marriage stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I know what it means. Dan will be the first one to be like, no, you do not. Like easy, Junior. No, you do not. <laughs> Calm down. Steve Hudson doesn't know everything. <laughs> He's like, you are not married, married. I am married. I mean, and look, look, the reality is both of y'all are happy, happily married. And so it definitely, uh, it made me happy that day to be around such happily married men. It was great hearing you guys' stories. I know the listeners loved listening to both of you guys wax poetic about love, romance, movies, entertainment, and such, and hopefully we can do it again. Hey, Steve, guess what? Give up. You kind of lucked out this morning because what I was planning on doing with the extra time that we did not get this morning, (laughs) (laughs) so I don't know if you guys noticed, it really wasn't that big of a deal, but we recorded a little bit differently last week, right? So I was recording on my end, but I was recording Quentin and Steve on the same track, which is something that I don't normally do. Consequently, we were getting Steve's Skype feed as opposed to his actual feed that we normally use. That's why it sounded a little bit different. But 
when you're using the Skype feed and not using mute, things happen. So I couldn't, <laughs> it took me a little while to edit that one, Steve. Not, I don't normally go so hard on editing on this one. So if you did guys notice if there was anything where it sounded a little bit choppy, I, my apologies, but I had some work to do, but Steve, you lucked out because I plan on bringing next week to, to the next show for sure. I'm going to isolate all of the noise you made. <laughs> Please do, dude. Please do. It's record setting. Now, guys, when we record, Steve's always a little bit bang, bang, bang. I like to jokingly call him Hurricane Steve, but he was like a a category five on this last one. It's so funny. So I'm going to isolate all of the bangs and straw slurping and chair squeaking and yelling. (laughs) And it's so funny. So anyway, I love you, man. But (laughs) it's it's going to be like a five minute segment for sure. Oh, really? It was a lot. Seriously. That is freaking hilarious. <laughs> I won't make it five minutes of noise, but you'll you'll see what I'm talking about next week. Now, are you in your are you in the when you record, you're normally in your bedroom, right? Yes. Or in the kitchen. Okay, 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 okay. You only do the in the front room when I'm there. Yeah. But I think next that- time we'll do it in here. It's just better sound. Sorry, that's just shit that we don't need to talk about. But to answer your question, yes. Oh, well then next time we have a yeah, when we have a um like a guest, I'll definitely go over your house and share. Because, dude, look, who doesn't want to go to Casa de Ramirez? Place is beautiful. You got the pooch de nooches that adore me because I give them attention. One of them still shell shocked from the 4th of July. No. I swear to God, man. That's why I was talking about that whole firework thing. Roxy's well, all jacked up now. I know that there's a. Uh, I forgot because when I was going through my old, uh, to because I went through a Tascadero, and there's certain places where like no, you can't do fireworks, and I know there's cities that are trying to outlaw them due to the dog situation. I think it's on its way out. I have a feeling it's about to be on its. The fireworks are walking dynamite might be on its way out. <laughs> I'm prepared to meet a middle ground. What like what? I was seeing something. I don't even know where it was, but they have they're experimenting with silent fireworks. Jeez, oh, I'm cool with that. I am, but then just let just don't do it then. Forget it. If you want to do silent fire, how about we just don't do it at all? There's no point in fireworks. Literally zero. It's some 1700, 1800s thing that we still do. That is ridiculous. We had a near miss. Oh, no, really? Yeah. So it's like boom, boom, boom off in the distance. And people are blowing up mortars. And then all of a sudden we just hear boom, like super, Holy. super, super fucking loud. And we're like, oh, my God, what was that? Like, what are, are people doing M80s right on the street or something like that? Didn't really give it another thought. Ben comes home a little bit later in the evening. He's like, are you guys lighting off fireworks in the in the driveway? We're like, no. Walked out to the driveway. This is right by my garage door. And it wasn't, I could see what he was talking about, but it was kind of in the dark when he saw it. What happened was someone lit off a mortar and the mortar must have like just flown off and it landed right in my driveway, right by my <gasps> car's. And right, what? And yeah, so like my garage door has a bunch of, you can see where the thing exploded. You can see the, uh, I guess you call it a shell. Of, Are you, you know, kidding paper me? Part of it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So I don't know. I think I'm done with fireworks. Y'all can do fireworks if you want to. I'm not, I'm not going to bash you for it, but me, I'm out. I will. I think it's ridiculous. And if it's, it's, it's for me, it just says, Ooh, look at the colors. I'm like, is that what you need? It's silly. Take acid if you want to look at the colors. Yeah, do something else. You don't need to freaking walk around lighting dynamite, colorful dynamite. There's just no point. of it. I'm done with the 4th of July. Yeah, just take some hallucinogens. It's cheaper. If you live in Oakland, you can take shrooms now. Food for thought. Is that true? It kind of is food for thought if you think about it. 
That's, I thought you meant that as no. a, I thought you were using, oh, that's pretty. Now, now tell me, cause you say in your area, they, cause you live in a nice area. Would you say it's average? You think you have, you don't think you have an above average neighborhood? I don't live in the ghetto or anything like that. It's nice. It's not so one it's of the bigger average. houses or anything, but it's a nice area. We're happy. I think you live in a very nice area. Oh, thanks, man. The only thing bad is that there's knucklehead kids that go to that school. Not knuckleheads. I'm just saying kids in general. They're going to be walking home from school and I could just do without that. But other than that, you have a great neighborhood, dude. Every time I go there, I'm like, this is so beautiful. See Trees and such. Hudson speaks in hyperbole. So How? it's an average neighborhood, guys. I'm just That's being not real true. with you. That's not true. Totally true. It's above average. It's just not what you think. It, like in your, I know we're about to go super <laughs> local, but in your dream situation, what yeah. area do you live in? Uh, Old Fig. Okay, people, let me tell you something. Old Fig is less good looking than his neighborhood now. Now you're talking. See, why do you always got to talk crazy? It's true. It's I'm true. Just, I've been to Old Fig. Dude. All right. You win. <laughs> I don't have no, the energy for I, this today. I, <laughs> I think I just I just wanted to make the point you live in a nice neighborhood and even in a nice neighborhood people it's actually are a three story mansion that I live in guys thank you I'm recording by the pool right now even there they have stupid people doing fireworks that is proof that we just need to it's over it's over it's done someone's going to well let me stop that someone does every week or every year but I'm thinking injuries are going to escalate no question because people are just using dynamite when I was in high school, <laughs> this is terrible. There was this guy, came a new kid, came to school. Mm-hmm. His right hand was missing his thumb. No, no, no. <gasps> yeah, I think it was his, I think it was like his two, his uh, middle finger, his second finger, and his ring finger. That's what was missing. So he kind of had like a hang loose thing going on. Holy crap. And he was a pyro. He loved fireworks and M80s. And I guess this kid was like, this is all before like Columbine and all that kind of shit. But when you think about it now, or when I think about it now, it's kind of alarming because what this kid came, he came to our school because he was setting off pipe bombs at his other high school. (laughs) So what? Yeah. He's probably a terrorist. However, nothing happened except that, uh, well, that's what happened. He ended up with a hang loose situation going on. Yeah. That's a big happening. You know what they called him? What? Fisto. <laughs> Fisto. <laughs> That's fucked up. Here comes Fisto. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Fisto. I never knew your name. Oh my God. <laughs> People are so here's the thing. Kids are so like uncreative. They're like, look a fisto over there. Oh, man. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Did you call him that? Uh, no. I mean, I'd be like, hey, what's up, fisto? I was always like, what's you, up, dude? Oh, but, oh really? But you we like, hey, here, here comes fisto, you know, like that. That's jacked up, G. We weren't really friends with him. But he lived in a neighborhood where a lot of our friends lived, so he would be yeah. in the mix every once in a while. But fisto was crazy. G, listen, here's the thing. That was, you're lucky you got out of that situation alive. I'm not hanging out with the dude that has the pipe bombs, man. That's not my scene. Here's the thing. Like, you open your locker and you see a countdown from, like, three to one. And it says, like, from Fisto. And by the time you read it, it's over. (laughs) Hey, look, I got a gift from (laughs) Fisto. What? I wonder what Fisto's doing now. I, I mean, if he listens to this, he'll definitely write in. 
He used to be like, hey, come here. He'd do the come here sign, but he had to do it with his pinky. Oh, that's Chuck G. <laughs> hey, people. Don't turn this on me, Hudson. I bet you one of the listeners know where he is now. <laughs> Fisto. Uh, I haven't thought about that guy, dude, in like almost, shit, 25 years or something like that. Hope he's doing well. You think Shannon remembers Fisto? Uh, I don't know if she called him Fisto. Hey, Shannon, talking to you <laughs> specifically. Do you remember that guy when we went to high school? And he, he had to- <laughs> That is so jacked out, G. Holy crap. Oh, I'm dying over here, man. Oh. That is so jacked up. <laughs> I, I can't even get full sentences out right now. Whew. Okay. Pause for a second. <laughs> that is so ill. Okay, we're, we're back. <laughs> I had to take this, a little break because I lost my shit there for a second. I'm so but, <laughs> sorry. No, but Shannon, I want to know if you remember this guy. I, I definitely want to know. Oh, God, I wish this was, this was a live show because we would just get her on right now. And You remember that, dude? But okay, we got to stop talking about it because I can barely breathe right now. Oh, my God. I don't know why I was laughing so hard. Ooh, that is right. so funny. So <laughs> considering Fist or whatever his name is for real, <laughs> we should outlaw... Are you on the outlawing fireworks? Yeah, for sure. I don't care anymore. You don't even do because I it's mean, it's a little if, selfish if it, to be honest with you. Because like when we used to have like a larger family, when certain people were still around and stuff, it, we would have a very awesome Fourth of July. But I wasn't really thinking of my dogs at that time, or possibly my dogs weren't reacting the way they were at that time because we had moved to a new neighborhood. So, you know, I, I remember nights with the family very fondly and i was always the uh i was the guy that was blowing everything up basically but uh yeah i'm done with it i you know what sometimes you've had enough i had my fill i'm good well i wonder you know what someone should why don't you just someone should definitely open a business for like earmuffs for dogs for fourth of july i don't know man the only thing that works like my dog was hammered i feel bad because we had to give her some really strong doggy out of van or something jesus she was hammered but she chilled. I just don't want to have to drug my dog every every New Year's Eve and Fourth of July. And you have some very like your dogs are chill. So when they're hearing pop 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 pop, I bet you they're like their breaths, their breathing starts going fast. And yeah, their heart starts going. Yeah, Roxy starts to pant really hard, and her heart's just like pounding out of her chest. And it's weird for some reason because her her pupils dilate. Oh lord! And then her tongue hangs out like really long out the side of her mouth, and she just pants and looks at you all crazy. It's a really pathetic look. I don't like it. Oh, we're done with 4th of July. Yeah, I am. I'm done with it. Good deal. So am I. So am I. We have hereby, we're going to go ahead and start getting petitions to cancel it in Fresno. Yeah, decent holiday, stupid celebration. And your, I, I know you've talked about it before, but what's your favorite holiday? Have I talked about it before? You have talked about it before. Because uh, I always say Halloween, and I don't think you agreed with me. Uh, I don't know, man. Christmas? I don't know. I don't recall ever saying I have a favorite holiday before. Fact checker, where are you at? Oh, yeah, we might have one uh, because we're not going to be doing mail this week because we're kind of in crunch time, but we will be doing mail next week and we're going to get to all the mail that you guys send in this week. But we did get a a piece of email where someone is saying that they might do a fact check. That would be fantastic. You're going to be very busy on this show. 
Okay, I don't. I'm never wrong, so I don't know why I would be busy. Fact checker. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you know, it's funny. This last episode, I was I was wrong a lot because there was a few groups that you guys were bringing up. Q was bringing up, you were bringing up. I'm like, I don't like them. And then you played a song. I'm like, oh, you know what? That's kind of jamming. I was impressed. You don't remember which one? I don't remember which song it was, but I, I'm going to listen to the last episode just to find the song and just listen to the whole CD. And be like, okay, I wonder. And I still need to listen to Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I do need to listen to that. Oh, you better not even get not. me started on this again. Yeah, I have not. And next week is the Wu-Tang Redux. Next week is? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about it today. It's going to take a... Dude, dude. dude. Uh-oh. Did you go deep? Did you fall down the hole? I mean, I for every song, I have a breakdown. Jesus. Yeah, it's about it's going to be going down, G. It's going to be going down. And I'm very interested in what you think. If you, Because I know you remember the CD in general. And I know when I bring up my favorite lines, you'll be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that line is really good. So I, because I have best line, uh, best verse, best beat, best song. I have the whole nine. What are we doing? A dedicated show? Is this the third? No, show? it should be like, it should only take like 40 minutes. We'll be fine. You know what, man? The mute button's fantastic. I just ripped one and you didn't even hear. Oh, you muted for me. Yeah. Oh, you want to hear that? You don't want to hear that, do you? But your mute button's way better because it doesn't go like your mic's so good that you don't get ambient noise, whereas my the the my or the phone since I'm using the phone, like you'll you could tell that my ambient no- noise goes nothing, and you'll be like, "What? It sounds weird over there now." Explain this to me now. You're talking on the phone, but talking into a microphone. Affirmative. Affirmative. Man, you're doing it the hard way, man. Gee, I'm doing it three the hard way. Gee, I've never. I don't even know what that's from. Three the hard way was a song. Well. I don't know if that's where it came from, but I know that it was on. Uh, it was on. Oh God, uh, what was oh God, what was that song? I think it was Three the Hard Way. It was. Uh, Wasn't it uh, a movie? Do you remember Third Base? Uh, pop, pop goes the weasel, yep. the weasel, In the gas yeah. face. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they did Three the Hard Way. I know, but I think it's they got that from a movie. Let me see. Let's see. Fact checker. <laughs> Fact checker. You should have that as a. You should have that totally as a, a sound clip. Oh, it's a Jim Brown, Jim Kelly, Fred Williamson movie. You know that's a good soundtrack. Oh, for sure, G. What are you talking about? Hey, how did he die? Didn't you take a picture with him? I did. How did he pass away? I killed him. <laughs> Motherfucker owed me five bucks, Steve. So you just killed him? That's real? You know. Didn't you say he was mean? No, he was really nice. His handler was a little pushy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to tell the story again, but it was at WonderCon. And I was having a good conversation with him. We're going back and forth. Talk. He played Williams on Enter the Dragon. So I'm like, what do you want to talk about? We're talking Enter the Dragon. My kid's like, ugh, because I'm not shutting up. And then I decided <laughs> to get a picture with him. And we were going to do, there's this certain pose that you do, or that they do in Enter the Dragon, where they put the backs of their hands together right before they strike. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do that pose. I thought it would have been a dope picture. This fucking guy posed me like I was white belt day one. So, so, oh no, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm doing that whole like anyone that's ever taken a karate class, particularly like say Shotokan or something like that. It's just the one-two punch kind of thing where you're oh <laughs> your no. fist, you got your right fist backed by your ribs and then you're fully extended with your left. It was the lamest shit ever, and I I have it, but it's so it looks so stupid. Put it up, dude. Put it up in the Facebook group. It's, it's available. It's it's around. But I just want people to know that if you happen to see this, 
I did not pose myself this way. It was oh, the dumbest shit Oh, put it ever. in the Facebook group. I had the funkiest look on my face too. Like, uh. <laughs> it was, it oh, was, I, I might have I might have just been like, can we just go? In, instead, let's just do the arm around each. That's it. Yeah. I can't do this. Exactly. But I don't know. It was one of those things where I walked into WonderCon, this huge con, and I didn't know where I was going or anything like that. And I just happened to run into Jim Kelly and lose it. This year, it wouldn't have been that way. If I got to meet Jim Kelly, if he was still alive, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have gone down like that handler. Question. Yo. Are cons dead? No. Dude, San Diego Comic Con's coming up this Friday. I heard all it is is a, um, now they said all it is is a big advertisement for major movie studios. It's not a con anymore. I mean, there's definitely some truth to that. But cons aren't dead. They're just getting more commercial. I definitely agree with that. That's unfortunate. I'm pretty sure like all the movies, the movie companies and the comic companies, they're the ones that are doing all this stuff. So when you walk in, you see big Marvel displays and, you know, whatnot. Yeah, but I heard that it used to not even kind of be like that. It used to be like a real fun, you have to know your stuff sort of thing. You walk in like, oh, wow. But now it's like, oh, well, everyone's considered a, I'm a nerd because I know who Iron Man is and Captain America. And well, yeah, well, I think the audiences, you know, the crowd goers have gotten more broad. But it's still the same thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. You, I'm mean, not a purist, yeah, so it's, I'm not true. really tripping on it. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm used to. That's what I go to see. When I go to a con, I don't really want to just walk around staring at comics all the time. I like going to the panels. Did you, oh, you were, yeah, didn't you say you tried to go to this year's um, Comic-Con? Actually, I did not. Last year, I did. But I just get sick of, they're always telling me no. I can never get in. Aww, you go into this waiting on. room, and you just sit there, and the thing spins, and you're like, okay, you're... You're the nine millionth person in line, and then you're just waiting, and then it'll say like, you know, Thursday sold out, Friday sold out, three days sold out. It's like that, and I just I get sick of it. One of these days, I'd like to go, maybe on press pass, Steve. That's the only way to go. But then also, you're working the whole. I know you like to. I imagine you like to have a little fun, but I know that the press pass, you're on those. But the the dope thing is, you get a table, and they'll come and make the rounds to you. That's pretty cool. They come by, and they'll be like, hey, and you'll be like, hey, I'm. Dan from Heroes of Noise, and they're like, yeah, and they'll just all the cast will sit with you. Yeah, that would be pretty dope. That would be amazing. That I would like be how in that scenario, amazing. it's just me. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, but I'm saying here's what you would do. Here's what you would do, because they would already know who I am. <laughs> you would introduce yourself. For me, they'd be like, Steve, right? I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Have a seat. Hey, aren't you that guy that never put that album out? <laughs> that came from left field. <laughs> oh my god, that is pretty freaking funny. <laughs> when are you gonna put your album out, Hudson? People want very know. soon, Mooey soon. Okay, you've been saying very soon. We've been doing this now for what a little year now, almost two years. Yeah, now it's getting sooner. Yeah, you sound like the progress at work. When are we gonna get that new machine? Yeah, <laughs> like three years, pretty soon. <laughs> But see, though, it's, 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 it's out in the great, in the, you know what? I should, I, you know what? I'm going to put a date on it soon. <laughs> Very soon? <laughs> I'm going to do it, seriously, for real. There is no question. I, because you know what? I, I'm feeling creative and I'm feeling risky and I might just drop it. Fast forward like 40, 50 years. 10 years later. Maj, come closer. <laughs> Dad, Dad, don't talk. You don't have the energy. Come closer, son. Never put the album out. Oh, you know what I could do? Why don't I do like the Wu-Tang thing and sell it for a million dollars? 
Yeah, you should do that, Steve. I'll help you. <laughs> All I need to do is sell one. I mean, there's Steve Hudson and then there's the Wu-Tang Clan. So same, same, right? But see, there's always some billionaire that'll be like, hey, I got the only one of something. Hey, I have a question I've never asked you before. Okay. Are you going to use, is it just going to be Steve Hudson? Are you going to use a stage name? I don't, I think, no, I'm using a pseudonym. A pseudonym, thank you. That's an even better way of saying it. Yeah. You are going to use a pseudonym? Like what? Is it going to be like a sugarcane? I don't know yet. I'm thinking about it. Because I don't want everyone to know. Because I know I'm not going to use my picture or anything. I know my uh, Porsche is working on the album artwork. Okay, that's terrible too. She's like, I have the sketch ready. Where's my canvas? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get that to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the list. No, but I am getting her the, she has a sketch ready as of Sunday. So I'm getting her the um, watercolor and, and she's going to scan it. But it's not going to be, no one's going to see that it's me or anything. Why don't you just do like, uh, put your bare foot in some paint and just like put it on like a white piece of paper. That's your album You know cover. what? I didn't even think about that. I didn't even What's think about that. What's your pseudonym going to be, dude? I don't know yet. You I haven't thought I, of anything. I don't believe I, that for a second. I literally, everything, everything that I've thought of is like, nah, nah, nah. And I'm like, okay, it's going to come to a point where I'm just going to choose something. Maybe the listeners have a better, an idea. Maybe I should go by the hero of noise. No, I'll sue you. Oh, that's right. Because you came up with it. Did you? I'm waiting for the band member to email in and be like, technically, this is how it went in. No. Hey, I've always been forward about that. Yes, that name originated in a garage. However, there was some band in like 83 or something like that that put out some punk demo. And I researched that and I haven't seen anything else. When you Google Heroes of Noise, you see us. Dude, isn't that wonderful? Hell yeah, it is. Have you tried Hero of Noise? No. There's different uh. versions of it. Like, there's a Spanish translation one. There's a few things. Really? Mm-hmm. It's a great name. I like that better than um, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, I do too, actually. See? Heroes of Noise? That's such a random thing to put together. Let's stop blowing ourselves. You. You are the one that came up. How are we blowing ourselves when you came up with a name? Okay, stop blowing me. There we go. No problem, no problem. <laughs> it felt good, but stop. I, there, there was actually a question I was going to ask you. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Halloween Horror Nights is coming up Yo. in like three months. Yes. How did that happen so fast? I don't know, man. It's been a, <laughs> this has been a, like, probably one of the craziest years of my life. Yeah, that's true. All the You're BS. Right. On one hand, it feels like it's been forever. And then on the other hand, it's just like, oh, my God, that was yesterday. It's crazy. Dude, it's pretty freaking strange. I'm like, oh, we're going right back. Like, it seems like we just came back. Just like Christmas. It seems like we just had Christmas and now we're doing it again. But that's what happens when age happens. Yeah. Here, here's the big question. Who's joining us? Anybody out there live in California or near California? You want to come out and have some fun? Hit us up on the Facebook page. Yes. The Facebook group. We want to hang out with you. How do they get in touch with us, Dan? Well, funny you should ask, Steve. Yes, in the in the great words of Jerry Maguire, who's coming with me? Okay, enough out of you with the Jerry Maguire. Don't throw me yeah. off with that Tom Cruise bullshit. You're messing my whole my whole flow up right here. I know Cruise that 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 punum of his throws everyone off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, you know what doesn't throw you off? The Heroes of Noise podcast. If you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at Heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com. Once again, Heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me, Dan, at Dan Q Public, and Steve over there, Mr. Hyperbole, at SE underscore Hudson Music. 
Guys, go to www.heroesofnoise.com and get everything right there. That way you don't have to play. I know you're busy. You got shit to do, right? Christmas is coming up. You got to go shopping, Halloween, uh, Hollywood Horror Nights. It's all coming up, so you, you don't have a lot of time on your hands. Go to heroesofnoise.com. Leave us a voicemail. Pick up some merch. I highly encourage you to pick up some merch. I worked hard on it. I think it would look good on you. You. Look at, just look down. That's where the logo should be. So go over there. It's all right there for you. We're going we're gonna to do a fire sale pretty soon. It's going to be fantastic. And other than that, I just want you guys to know something from the bottom of my heart. I love each and every one of you. And the way that I can prove that, join the Heroes of Noise podcast community. Just go to Facebook. Look us up. It's fantastic. Answer the questions you're in, like Flynn, and we're going to have a really good time. I'm going to stop right there because I have no idea what the next thing we're going to do is. Remember, folks, we're winging it. My name is Dan Ramirez. This is episode 77. Back to Steve Hudson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome, Hi. welcome back. Here's something I haven't asked you before. Dan, I'm putting you on the spot, and I must apologize. Okay. Do you, do you, do you forgive me? You know what? I never know what's coming, so yes, go, go for it. Even if you say something dumb, I'm going to answer it. Okay, do you have a whiteboard thought? Uh, you are putting me on the spot. That's what I, exa- that's what I said. Be, brace yourself. Uh, <laughs> would you rather have... 16 red hot sewing needles poked into your whole ass or your asshole. Dan. Dan. You put me on the spot, Steve. You're right. <laughs> and that reminds me of something. Oh, no. God, that reminds you? Oh, I know what you're talking about, I think. Is it from the okay. Wu-Tang album? Yeah. <laughs> Torture, motherfucker. <laughs> it is the most. Here's the thing. What I realize is that's the most pseudo homoerotic thing I've ever like. It got so like sexy. He's like, "Look at homeboy, I'm gonna take your thing. I'm gonna wrap it around my neck, and I'm gonna start caressing you, kissing <laughs> you on your back." I'm like, "What?" I'm gonna take you out to dinner. <laughs> I'm gonna buy you the most expensive wine. <laughs> and then the other dude's like, "Hell yeah, man! Hell yeah!" I was like, "Gee, what am I?" I got to find that real quick. That is so funny. Just in case you don't know what we're talking about, listen to this. This is poetry. Yeah. Torture, motherfucker. Torture, what? Nigga, what? what? I fucking, I fucking tie you to a fucking bedpost <laughs> with your ass cheeks spread out and shit. <laughs> right? Put a hanger on a fucking stove and let that shit sit there for like a half hour. Take it off and stick it in your ass like, slow like. <laughs> Bro, what? Yeah, I'm fucking... Yeah, I fucking lay your nuts on a fucking dresser. Just your nuts laying on a fucking dresser and bang them shits with a spike fucking back. What's a <laughs> I fucking, I Bruh. fucking pull your fucking tongue out your fucking mouth and stab the shit with a rusty screwdriver. <laughs> Gee, it is so homoerotic, Jay. Dick off the fucking twelve-story building out there. <laughs> I fucking, I fucking sew your asshole clothes and keep feeding you and feeding you and feeding you. Okay, G, all that was missing is just like a crazy looking, start kissing on your nipples and start licking on your belly button and junk. I'm like, how is this torture? I'm going to lick your nipple. I'm going to jiggle your balls at the same time. Give you a kiss on the neck. Call you my sweetheart. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, homie. And I'll be watching from the side, you know shit. I'll be like, I'll what fucking is happening? write you a Hallmark card calling you my girlfriend, but you really are my girlfriend. <laughs> then I'm going to suck your motherfucking toes and take you out to dinner. I'm like, man, 
Here's the thing. It's fine meth. It is fine, G. I'm like, can we just hang out? That's what I'm saying. It's some that's I'm surprised no one ever brought that up. Let's go to the arcade instead. Yeah. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, when I was listening to it, I was lit, I was working out and I stopped in the middle of my set. And I was like, what the hell am I listening to? This is Method Man? I was like, oh no, there's something there, bruh. It's oh, because I couldn't come up with something like that. Nothing wrong with it, but I'd be like, oh, is there an information that I maybe should know about Method Man? Or maybe we don't need to know because it's none of our business. But that is a very explicit skit. I'll fucking, I'll fucking take you out to the nicest restaurant in town and play footsie with your nuts while the, while the surfer brings Gee, me some like, champagne. What? And when you look into the champagne glass, there's a motherfucking engagement ring in there. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I am, it's so funny that you did the needle thing. And it's so funny that you knew what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. That is so crazy. You can't get that out of your head for a while, especially the first time you hear it. So, yeah, next week we're going to go deeper into that. <laughs> no pun, but we are going to. I'll that fucking is buy hilarious. you a present when you open it up. It's a monogrammed wallet. It says D plus S on it. <laughs> so stupid. Then I rub your asshole a little bit. <laughs> And then the music starts. Boom. I'm like, wait, what oh. was that he said at the end? Oh, my God. That's great, G. That is G. We're killing it today. <laughs> if I do say so myself. I'm going to read. Because it made me laugh. Because <laughs> now I know why I wrote this. So, you know how you get swimming training? Like swimming. And they tell you, don't rescue someone that's drowning. Right. Okay. Because they'll take you down it with must- them. Exactly. Well, no, you should. It, no, hold on, folks. Really, I think you said that incorrectly because you probably should rescue someone that's drowning, but you got to be very careful if they're flailing, right? I think drowning people flail, right? But <laughs> I don't. Think, I don't think there's any books. You're, you're out not gonna there be like, calm down like, first, calm down, and I'll come. Be like, I don't know how to calm down. All right, thanks for coming out today to the swim instruction. Guys in the back, pay attention. Now, the first rule of saving somebody in the pool is not saving somebody in the pool. So I want y'all to take a look at that little Jimmy. See how he's flailing? That's not fake. Jimmy's drowning. But if you'll notice, my ass is planted firmly in the seat. Because if a motherfucker's flailing, they're going to drown. So here's the take home, ladies and gentlemen. If you're drowning, don't flail. Otherwise, it's all for not. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> okay, so apparently it was like like three in the morning. It says I wrote this at three. Okay, and because I, I was thinking about drowning, and I'm gonna I'm not even gonna elaborate. Here's what I wrote verbatim. Is this a whiteboard thought? Yes. Okay, go like, for it. It says the process of finding out that you shouldn't rescue drowning people must have been crazy. Ending with a person gasping for air, like yo, we gotta let these niggas drown. <laughs> We got lucky. <laughs> we was like, from now on, don't do what I'm doing right now. They're like, oh, we got it. We can't be jumping in after these people. I was like, why would I even? This shit was a fluke. Like, I shouldn't even be here talking to you about it. <laughs> and then this is my last one. And this is something we could talk about. The insinuation of the term grammar Nazi is fairly horrific. 
That's horrible. Like, why does it have? Why does it have to be a grammar Nazi? Exactly. That means if you say the wrong word, we're going to gas you. I'm like, why do we say that? You killed Jews and you spell bad. <laughs> Gee, it's over. You spell bad. That is a great freaking. It's over. Dan has the day. Should have been badly, but you know. <laughs> no, spell bad. Grammar is exactly how you're supposed to say it. Because the grammar is bad. You're like, you spell bad. Exactly. On, We've Dan. broken that one down. We've dissected that one for you, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, Dan. Oh, did you drink? You, what, what kind of coffee are you drinking today? I don't know. I it's just working. this crazy looking white powder. On the, I thought it was sugar. Put it in the coffee. Oh. Oh. That I'm going makes right sense. now. Yeah, I'm zinging. Like you are, you are where you and you. And the funny thing is you began this saying, I'm feeling tired. I was tired. I'm okay now. People wake up eventually, Steve. I know, but when you wait, like between the tired and waking up, I think that's your sweet spot. When there's like a little bit of delirium still? Yes. Maybe it's like that's your what it sweet is. spot. I'm malnourished. I haven't had anything to eat. I'm not hydrated properly. Yeah, that's what it is. You haven't, you haven't had anything to eat? No, because I got a phone call like while I was laying in bed waking up saying, hey, get on the microphone. So no. Steve, I'm you have sorry. to understand something. No, no, no. Don't apologize, Steve, because you have to understand our listeners come first. Oh, each and every last one of you. Look at this guy. All right. Now we're going to get into business. Dan, I'm going to ask you something. What you going to ask me? Um, so you text me yesterday and you said, nope, you did not text me yesterday. I read your post yesterday and you said going to a 950 show last show. I have this and I have the theater to myself. Of a movie that I am not in any way interested in seeing, kind of. Really? Until until you, until you. I was not going to even look at it because I thought, I was like, I know what they're doing. It's going to be ridiculous just like, because you know I disliked that other movie, dude. Did not like it. Yeah, but you can't, you can't hold one movie against somebody. That's not very nice. If it's the director of the same, if it's the director, I'm like, oh, and he thinks he nailed it. I'm like, if you think you nailed it, I'm not going to like this one. I mean, I think a lot of people, to be fair, think that he did nail it. We don't think he nailed it. You particularly don't think he nailed it. Oy. And so when you said you were going to see this, I thought in my brain, I can't wait for Dan to be disappointed. No, oh, thanks. Yeah, I seriously, I thought you were going to come out and be like texting me saying, don't see this movie. I woke up to no text and I was like, wait a minute. Because you would have. Text me and be like, oh, my God, I wasted $15. I don't know. Yeah, maybe 12. And, and, and uh, you didn't text me. So that movie is called what, Dan? And you had the, did, did you say that, did you have the theater to yourself for real? Or was there one other person? Actually, once the movie started, two more people came in. So ah. I kind of lied to you, but. Why didn't you amend it then? Because I was watching the movie. I know, but you should be like, never mind. Two more people showed up. No one gives a shit. I did. You feel like I lied to you? I know you lied to me. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. Then I should probably be truthful and say that there's probably five more people that came in. Oh, Dan, the lies continue. <laughs> no, it was only two more okay. people. <laughs> so what did you think? Oh, I saw Midsummer, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Midsommar. Is there a reason that they, they spell it like that, by the way? Well, it's a festival that's going down in Sweden. Oh, per this movie. Sweden. Okay. Yeah. 
So the premise is a couple travels to Sweden to visit a rural hometown's fabled midsummer festival. So it's a it's a uh, it's spelled mid hyphen summer here. So, you know, it's a it's a play, not a play on the word, but it's their translation. Uh, what begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. OK, it sounds like they gave a lot away. In that uh, description. Well, I mean, I think it's all there. I mean, you know, it's not going to turn out good. I thought it was a romantic retreat being real. That just turned horrific. I didn't know it was a pagan cult, but that's I, it's good to know. Trust me when I say you know nothing, Jon Snow. There's there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, this movie, dude. Okay. In a, in a way, I'm sort of unprepared to talk about it because I just saw it last night. Like I said, I wanted to write some notes out and then it didn't happen. So I, I haven't fully wrapped my brain around this movie. By the way, directed by Ari Aster and written by Ari Aster. Uh, stars Florence Pugh, Jack Rayner, Wilhelm, Wil, Wilhelm Blongren, and several other people. Oh, but you know who it does have in it? Who? William Jackson Harper. You know who that is? Is that the dude from um, uh, um, uh, The Good Place? Yeah, it's Cheaty. Yeah, my homeboy. What's yeah, going on, homie? It. Okay. He's, he's pretty good, man. They're all really good in this movie. Oh, you know why I knew that? Why is that? Someone tweeted him on uh, tweeted him saying, "Bruh, why didn't you just leave?" And he tweeted back because they had my check, and it was funny. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> so there's parts in this movie where people are like, bruh, get out!' Apparently, so I'm very eager to check it out. Yeah, there are definitely some situations here, man. I'm putting myself <laughs> into this mix where if you're a person of color, you're fucking out. You're out yesterday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just some things like, nope, I'm done. That's it. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. There are 12 people singing in unison right now. I'm not doing Dad it. Dad and I would look at each other like, we should leave, right? You want to do this? Yeah. You, you want to just... Tell you what, bro. Let's go stay at a hostel somewhere. This is not This is not the place to be. That is so funny. Yeah, it's, it's really good, man. It's just, it's a crazy... Really? It's a mindfuck of a movie, Steve, and it's so well done. I kind of, in, I'm sort of in love with this movie. It's just that I need to see wow. it again. Yeah, I need to see it again because other people were saying the same thing that I came out thinking. So it's not like I have an original thought, but it was, what the hell did I just watch? That's what that was my initial thought when I walked out. Also, the initial thought of just look up Midsummer, like hashtag Midsummer. You're gonna see that a lot. Just what did I just watch? I completely get that now. And it's not an insult to the movie. There's just so much going on. And what's really cool about it, I don't think this is spoilers, by the way. I think this is going to actually enhance your viewing. There's a poster or like a tapestry at the beginning, right at the beginning. Yes. It kind of like lays out the whole movie for you. Really? Like from the beginning, from the beginning to the end? Yeah. And don't worry, it won't ruin anything for you. But if you look at the tapestry right at the beginning of the movie, it plays out scenes in the movie. In certain scenes, when they go into certain rooms, there's art all over the walls. And all of those also play into the movie. There's this one part, and I'm not going to be specific with this part, but there is a certain part where they're walking by this, like a hand-painted poster. And also, <laughs> it's also a very foreshadowing thing. And it comes into play a little bit later. And it's, just, it's one of those moments where you're like, ew, that's, that's nasty. So there, it's, it's really cool how they do this. The story of it is a trip because it starts off, there's this girl named Danny, And she has this super tragic thing happen to her family. The reason that I'm bringing this up, she is probably one of the best criers I have ever seen in a movie. Like she, hey. have you ever had a cough? 
and you cough so hard you start making that weird horse sound coming oh, from for your sure. chest. Yeah, uh-huh. she does that kind of a cry, just hard. Oh, and you know, Lord. it's kind of it's not funny, but if you remember in Hereditary, she the Tony Collette also did a really, really like like the Ari Oster knows where to find the good criers, is what I'm getting at. So she's amazing, but this uh, Florence Pugh, again, who plays Danny, she cries a lot in this, and it's weird. It's not really a knock against the movie, but after a while, the cry gets so ugly cry that you're just like, okay, enough. Like, stop crying, because she cries Damn. She cries a lot in this movie, man. The movie's basically centered around her and her boyfriend, Christian. Um, something happens, and Christian's trying to comfort her, and it just so happens that him and his buddies... Oh, you know who else is in is Will Poulter? So it's like Will Poulter, William Jackson Harpner... Or Harper, rather, and then um, several other people. They're all going to go to Sweden because one of their friends is from Sweden and he wants to take them to this family event. This, this He's going to go and celebrate this summer event with his family. She was not aware of this. So the, they're on the verge of breaking up and he, he doesn't really want to break up with her because of what happened and everything. So he decides to bring her along, too. So they all show up. And the moment that they get there is just when it starts to go down. Uh, again, this isn't really ruining anything, but there's the very first time that they get there, right when they get there, they sort of stop in the middle of this field and there's all these people out there. They all decide to go on this shroom trip. The next day is when they end up going out to this place. And I can't really explain it, man. It's just like looking around, it makes you feel like you're there. Like they really put the work into to make you feel isolated to where there's nothing but this this commune, if you will. And these people just do the craziest practices and you can just tell that it's going to go bad sooner or later. And then it becomes one of those like systematic, like there's, there's a bigger picture going on and they're handling it systematically, you know, to get, to get a, uh, their final result. And I yeah. just, I'm very hesitant to say anything about this movie. I don't know if that drives our listeners crazy or not because we weren't planning on spoiling this one and I certainly wouldn't spoil it without you seeing it, but yes. Like, I don't want to give you anything because I totally get that. I totally yeah, get because it. it's. Um, I don't know, it's 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 not like your normal movie, like it, it's got a ver- really weird pace to it. It's not slow. It's dreamy. It's like dreamlike. It, you just feel like you're floating through it all the whole time. And but it, it's like a, it's kind of like done perfectly. You know what I mean? And the movie's kind of long. It's like two and a half hours long, two hours, 25 minutes. It doesn't feel like that, even though it feels like that dreamy pace. And you just always sort of have this level of discomfort the whole time. I'm going to tell you right now, we talk about gore. Mm-hmm. There, <laughs> how can I? Okay, let me think about this real quick because I really want to tell you about this scene, but I, it's, it's, I can't give you anything. But is it the level of terrifier? Um, I mean, because that one, I was like, holy crap. I mean, terrifier is very graphic, right? And, and what yes. the, the scene that you're referring to is so graphic because like before anything happens, you're like, oh shit, he's about to do that. Right? <laughs> so you get that feeling of, uh oh, but it's, uh, but you don't, <laughs> you, the results of it, you do not expect what it is, is they're, they're standing. They all, it's like the second day of the thing and they all go out to this one area and there's this cliff and they're looking up at this cliff and they're all chanting. And these two elders come up, the elders part of the ceremony and they, they cut to it very briefly, but they say that I believe it's when you turn 72, you're sort of done. Like they don't want people to just die of old age and suffer and everything. So this, this cult, if you will, has come up with this belief that they've been doing forever that at 72 lights out. So they go and they, they go to this cliff and what happens on this cliff? I was like, 
I'm, I'm by myself in the theater and I'm like, oh, like <laughs> it's it's that wow. kind of graphic. Yeah, when it happens. And then, oh, how, oh, God. I don't want to tell you this, Steve. I really don't. But I so want to tell you about this. But it involves two people. One of them is a very easy process, even though it's like, oh, my God. Like it's it's the level of for the people that have seen Brightburn, if you recall the scene in the truck, it's like that level of gore. And it's just crazy. I'm saying no more than that, Steve, because I don't want to give you a visual. Even though I heard what was going to happen on another podcast, when I saw it, it totally blew my mind. Like I literally was like, oh, when I saw it. And, wow. there, are, and there are a couple scenes like that in this here. Uh, Will Poulter is kind of like, I don't want to call him the comic relief, but he's the guy. Maybe he's more like the asshole. He's the one that's always saying stuff that he probably shouldn't be saying out loud. And then there's another interesting thing that I found. It's a pattern that Ari Aster has with these movies. He likes to use the, um, he likes to use teenagers that have deformities. Okay. So you know, like in Hereditary, the young girl, like, yes. she she obviously has some type of a deformity. But there's the one in this, yo, it's to give you any more details, Steve. I feel like I'm doing you a disservice, but I will tell you oh. that this movie. Like, I'm still thinking about it. I woke up thinking about this movie. I think it's going to stick with me for a few days. And Gail hasn't seen it yet, and I promised I'm going to take her. So I will see this again very soon, probably this weekend. And I am i don't think I fully grasped everything that's going on in this movie. But towards the end, towards the climax, they have a very cool use of um, hallucinogens. And, like, the scene is alive. Like, you're, you're not even really supposed to be paying attention to it. You're watching the characters. But around you, there's things that are pulsating that shouldn't be pulsating. And, and there's just oh, extra nice. life going on. And it's uh, the way that they do this is excellent, man. I, I, I can't really say enough good things about this movie. I thought I was going to come out of it thinking, what did I just watch? Why did I waste my time? And in fact, what I did was go, how can I get back in there? Like, if I could have just turned around and went back in and watched it again, I would have. Oh, Brother, I got to go see it now. I'm going to see it before, next two, before our next podcast. Yeah, man. Like, I think I'm just going to leave it there. And I don't even know if I'll rate it yet because I, or maybe I'll give it a rating this week and then I'll come back to it. Okay. Because I'm very curious how you're going to rate this thing. What do you think? Should I, should I rate it? Should I save it for next week? Rate it. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give this movie just on the initial watch. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 3.75 out of five stuffed bears. I can't wait to see this movie. Honestly, I wish that we could do a dedicated podcast of this movie because we could just sit and break this thing down for quite a while. Two and a half hours and it never really lets up. It's um, it's that is a long freaking movie. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like it. I think this movie is way better than Hereditary, though. I didn't like, you know, I didn't dislike that movie as much as you did, but I think this movie is way better. I think he was going for something and somehow he managed to actually nail it on this one. And guys. I don't know. If you don't like weird movies, this might not be the movie for you because it is fucking weird. It is the weirdest movie I've seen this year, but it is weird in the best way possible. So check this one out. Um, I think this is definitely going to be one of my favorite movies of the year. Dope. Midsummer by what is it? Aria Foster? Ari Aster. A-S-T-E-R. People. Apparently Dan is giving me a stamp and I'm going to be able to say a lot more of this when I see it before our next podcast. Dan, what else have you been watching? Only one more thing. This is a light show when it comes to viewing, A, because we just did a show and I've been so busy this week. So I'm going to be really quick on this one here. It's a show that I found. I think it comes on ABC, but I'm watching it on Hulu right now. And I've been meaning to talk about it for the last couple of weeks. And for whatever reason, I keep forgetting about it. The show I'm talking about is uh, it's a kind of like an extreme game show, much 
like the vein of, say, Wipeout or something like that. Take the mm-hmm. show Wipeout and apply it to miniature golf, and now you have Holy Moly. Yeah. It's hosted by Joe Tessitore and Rob Riggle and also has Stephen Curry in it as himself. They're all playing themselves, but they're hosting the show. It's kind of weird because, like, the people on the show, you know how, like, you have, like, when you go to a good game show, like, say, Price is Right or Let's Make a Deal, the wackier the people, that's how they're going to get on the show. Of course. So you got people dressed in American flag suits and acting all crazy and shit like that. Everyone has a gimmick mm-hmm. on the show. And I'll admit it. Some of them are super annoying. But the best part about this show is because it's like a wipeout type of show, these people are getting their asses handed to them a lot of the time. So they're getting hit by big windmills or falling off and into the water. Or there's this one guy that this this. It looks like a slide. You know, those slides at the fair, they're like 50 feet high and you slide down those things. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. So it's like something like that, not quite as high, but it's covered in lubricant. So these people try to climb up these things. And like, I'm surprised noses aren't getting broken on these. Some people hit so hard that it makes you just wince, but it's really funny. But the highlight of the show is Rob Riggle because he's Rob Riggle. You know, he's just funny. He's got all the best one liners and he's this he's like in his bag on this show. I like Rob Riggle in movies, but he's definitely an awesome commentator, particularly when it's like, you know, comedic. So it's really good. I think there's like three or four episodes right now and I, I'm enjoying it more and more. I want to like not like it for some reason. Like when I first turned it on, I'm like, okay, this is really cheesy. It was again, it was had to do with the contestants. But when you start watching it and you just the little subtle jokes that are happening and then, you know, you get involved into the competition. It's like a really good show. So I recommend checking out Holy Moly, guys. It's uh, I don't know. I don't really watch a lot of game shows, but as far as game shows goes, this one is like perfect for me. It was kind of like tailor made for me. So holy moly, you can watch it on Hulu, watch all the episodes as they drop. Or of course you can watch it week to week on ABC. I'll give holy moly three out of five battering windmills. Oh, I can't wait to see this thing either. Yeah, it's fun, man. It's a really good time. It's I just laugh the whole time on this thing and you'll see what I'm talking about. Like these people these contestants are, are that way for a reason. That's why they're on the show. But they are a lot to take. Like, you, can, you know, you couldn't hang out with these people in any other capacity than this show. But it's really good. I only have one thing I've been watching other than obviously Stranger Things and Euphoria. And it's a rewatch. What you From got? the beginning of the show. There's a man that can diagnose any sickness known to man. How does he diagnose these? By just looking at people. This man's name is Dr. Gregory House. I had a feeling I'm, you were going to say House. <laughs> I'm rewatching House from the beginning. Hugh Laurie is pretty amazing. And I never watched the whole season, or excuse me, I never watched the whole series or anything, but the episodes that I did watch of him, I was pretty much hooked. I mean, it is, it's on Amazon Prime, all the seasons, and it's just with him. Uh, you know, Omar Epps, their go between Linda or what's her name? Linda Edelstein, I think. Lisa Edelstein. Anyway, Cuddy. All the Cameron Chase. Like there it's you can't just not watch it. It's just a wonderful show. It is unbelievably unrealistic. You know it cannot happen, but you're living in the world of house. And I love dude, I challenge you to watch the first season. I challenge you. Probably say that I've watched most of it. But yeah, sure. Why not? I like a good challenge. It's so freaking good. House is so freaking good, dude. Like, we don't get shows like that anymore. I think people are trying to go way too realistic now. 
and way too dramatic and all this. Like House was just fun meanness, just him being mean, but him coming out on top at the end because he's just that smart. He's so smart that people just can't fire him because he's that smart. I just love the show. You know, from what I remember, he has a uh, an issue, something that is. Yes. Well, he's got that and that causes him to have another issue, right? Like, yes, uh, he does. You know what? Uh, it's an old ass show. He's got an addiction problem. Totally does. So, Vicodin. right. Spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. So mm. do they, do they focus on that right away? I don't remember that part. It's like, it's no, like this, but this takes no. time to kick in, right? Mm-hmm. Where okay. it's like, there's one show, one episode where, um, he asks for an injection, he and gets it and then he feels better. And then next time he's like, I need another injection. And she's like, why? He's like, because I'm in pain. Give me my injection. She's like. I injected you with saline solution. You're just an addict. I was like, that ain't even even right. Why are you messing with an addict? Here's the one thing I can't stand. The doctors do. And it's funny. It's only because I know you. The doctors do the MRI. Yeah, that's bullshit. (laughs) The (laughs) doctors all do the MRI. You know how many times I hear, hey, I need you to do this MRI. Uh, The guy's got a pacemaker. Hey, it's okay. Just go for it. No, yeah. no, no, and you're just no. like, what? And like, there's one where a guy gets shot, a cadaver gets shot. And so they're going to take the bullets out. And so he puts him in the MRI to take the bullets out. And then he ends up, it goes and it cr- messes up the MRI machine and it goes red. And then they go into the, uh, you know, the main person's, the, the Lisa Cuddy's office. And she's like, he, she's like, the MRI is going to be down for two weeks. They have to turn off the magnet. I said, this would be such a bigger deal than this. Like, that's enough where you might get, even if you're super smart, fired. Because you just use the MRI machine to suck out a bullet out of someone's head. Yeah, that's a bunch of A bullshit. cadaver's head. It's over. But, and then he also, like, when he does the MRI, he reads the MRI. I was like, that's not how that goes. He wouldn't read it. There's a lot of wool being pulled over the viewer's eyes in these kind of shows. And you just have to go with it because you have to go with an asshole like me. You're going to break everything down from the equipment in the room. What shouldn't be in the room with that particular equipment in the room to the x-rays that are hanging up on the illuminator that are upside down or not related to the case or uh, the, you know, they'll say certain conditions that the patient has. And yes, but give me a break kind of stuff. It's always the extreme. So that's, I think that's why I don't watch those shows is because I can't get out of my own head. Oh, when it I watch would drive you, you know Gee, what I mean? Because it, MRI is such a big part of this show. Right. That, and, and the thing is, I get it. You can't sit there and be like, let's get an MRI tech to do the thing. Boom. Let's send it to the rate or the um, radiologist to read it. Boom. And then he's going to refer it to the doctor. Like there's a million steps you now have to take instead of being like, have the doctor do the MRI and he reads it from the screen that's being pr- like right in front of him. <gasps> do you see that? And it's over. <laughs> Perfect. Because it just makes it easier. But there's like eight steps that have to happen between that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. It's a lot of superficial stuff that's totally important, but it would like weigh down the story. You know what I mean? It's just boring shit that you have to do that no one really cares about. Yes. And, and, uh, but it was, it, again, I think that you would enjoy just the fun of him figuring out these random diseases and they're diseases that actually exist and have these symptoms. You're like, well, whoever did the, whoever had to build a story around this disease and make the symptoms fit the case, that's even fun. I'm like, who had to do this? I wonder that's hard to make this work and all the symptoms work. 
And it's just it's just a fun show, dude. I like Hugh Laurie. Maybe I'll go back to it. You know how it is, though. There's so much that we're watching all the time. and Oh, dude. I'll say and I'll watch it, stuff. and then I may not yeah. get back to it. Plus, it's all the new stuff, right? Yeah, hey, the new stuff. So how far are you into this one? You've seen the whole thing before, and now you're just rewatching it? Oh, that's it. Rewatching it. So where are you at right now? I'm on season two, episode 12. Okay, so you have a lot of knowledge about the show, and now you're refreshed up to season two, episode 12. What yes. do you rate it? Oh, dude. Like for me, it's a, like for me, it's a, um, it's like four. It's a four because it's almost a classic show for me. That's fair. Yeah. You know, it's you know I'm going to make you do the rating. Four walking canes. Four walking canes. All right. Fair and enough. Did, you know what I found out? What's he that? started having a limp because he did it so much. It started like making his leg weak because <laughs> he, he did it so much up. on the set. Yeah, isn't that, I didn't know your body would do that and start being like, oh, I guess we don't need that muscle that much. Yeah, think about like if you, uh, let's say you break your arm. Mm-hmm. Which then, I did. And then like, but you know, and during the recovery process, you start using your other arm a lot more and you, maybe you're, you're babying your other arm. You're atrophying the muscle in your arm. Dude, that is, you know, my, my wrist is, has never been as strong as my other. It's still smaller to this day. You do have some very small wrists. I do have small wrists, don't I? And you know what's funny? It's kind of alarming. They were saying they they actually um that's a way to see how big you can get is how small your wrists are. So if you see a person that's huge and rocked out and he has tiny wrists, you know how he got huge and rocked out. Oh, really? So if you have small wrists or you're all swelled up, then you're on roids basically? Oh, yes. Yes, because your body is a you know how natural your like your body is supposed you're only supposed to get naturally only so big for every person's physique. Now, some people have big wrists and they could become big people naturally. Some people just have small wrists and they're just not that mean they're just not going to be big human beings. It's not, I'm not a naturally large person. And that's okay. You on roids? I'm not large now. Getting there. I wish I was. You're getting I lost there, dude. 25 pounds. Yeah, you're actually you've thinned out a whole bunch, man. It's because of that sweet old fruits and vegetables and that's what they're calling it these days, huh? Cleaning your oot. Hey, how are you doing with your workout? It's non-existent. Thanks for asking. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. And you know what? I always say I'm going to come back to it. And I will, of course. But my schedule's just been so weird. I haven't really had the drive to do so. I've been working a lot. Dude, you lately you've been actually, what is it, five days or are you doing six? I mean, I'm not doing slave labor or anything like that. But I mean, it's been like I'll go six days straight sometimes. Sometimes I don't, they don't let me do seven for obvious reasons. You know, they don't want to pay me all that extra money. But yeah, like six days a week. It's been that way for the last few weeks. Okay. I got a question for you. Sure. Have you ever thought about doing something else? I have. Yeah. Several times. And what made you stop just because you love doing what you do so much? Or has it been like, uh, why, why change now? Well, it's not like it's a, uh, you can't teach an old dog new trick thing. It's just, I mean, I like what I do. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to switch careers. Because I only asked that because I was listening to a podcast with a guy who went to law school at 47. Uh-huh. And he ended up changing the game of how people get taught in law school. And I was like, oh. So you can, he's like, I realize I can change anytime I want. And I finished law school at 55. 55 isn't old anymore. Yeah, that's promising because I'm not at 47 yet. So, yeah, that works. <laughs> and 55 is not old. He's like, yeah, 55 isn't what it used to be. You know what I'm saying? People are walking around like whatever. You still got 25 more years in you. And he's like, yeah, he changed how law is taught. Like his 
law school class all got, like, it was like, some of them got the first A's they had ever gotten in their lives in his class. He's like, and if I would have just kept doing what I was doing in life, I would have never changed these kids' lives. I was like, oh, and immediately it made me think, I was like, I wonder if Dan's ever thought about doing something else. Yeah, I do. I mean, it's not like a, because I'm miserable, but I do think about it. Like, what what else could I do? Because what I do isn't like it's my dream job. You know what I mean? You chase your dreams when you're younger. And I didn't I didn't get into music. I didn't get into film production or anything like that. So that's like all my dream job stuff, working in entertainment. So I don't know. I mean, but I do think about it sometimes. Remember, I was if you'll recall, I was going over like and this is completely different, obviously, but I was thinking about what about what if I went into like the food truck business? That's a real thought. They still keep on bringing that up, G. It's a real thought, man. But it's it's a lot of work. And I don't know. I don't have an answer for you right now, but I think that I will have an answer for you within the next year on whether I'm going to stay like doing that. what I'm doing or what. But I, I think I want I really like having more time on my hands and uh, not always being exhausted is great. But we'll see. I don't really have a full answer for you yet, bud. And that's me. I, I think that like for me. I, I think something like, like I told you, I was like, this is something like podcasting and stuff is something I want to do like for a living and music and stuff like that. But my thing is, I think the only people that have succeeded are people that actually just did it, did it, did it, did it full on all the way, not quitting their job or anything, but just was like, oh no, this is going to happen. This is going to work. This is going to make it. And I think we're doing it right, Jay. I think something will happen. It's just the slow and steady where everybody else is slowly giving up. The person that keeps on pushing ends up making it. I think we're going to do it. You know what I really like doing? But it's like, that? you know, you can't make a big amount of money doing this right now, at least to my knowledge. But I really like editing film and podcasts. I love that shit. If I could do something like that all the time and get paid for it, paid well enough to where I can make a living, I would do that easy. But it's well, you've seen consuming. those master classes online. Like I, I bought Timbaland's master class. Oh, you did? I've seen those before. Yeah. Is it worth it when you buy those things? Yes. Only because, and I also have a, a subscription to another master, a few other master classes only because you, uh, even if I'm like, yeah, I know this. I know this. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. There's always a jewel that you're like, holy crap. I never thought of doing that thing though. And it's just because they've done it so long that they know tricks. And they're like, yeah, this is how you do it. And you're like, oh, that's how they make it sound like the radio. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm like, yeah, that's how we do it. And so they have an editing music, a movie editing masterclass. It's just like, yeah, this is how you do it. Like there's a piece that I saw and it's called like eye mapping or whatever. And what it is, is like, say you see, they have the camera focus on a person's eye in the left corner of the screen. The next edit, if there's like a motorcycle jumping over a cliff, the the um, motorcycle is going to be where your eye was targeted, like where that person's face was is where the motorcycle is going to start uh, going around. The, they're like, we never want your eyes to move from what, from where it was the edit before. Like if yeah. you're looking at one side and then the next scene, the person's face is on the left side. Now you're like, wait, what? What now? He's like, we want your eyes to be mapped. And I was like, I never even heard of that. Yeah, that makes like, total yeah. sense. Yeah, but you just don't think of it. He's like, yeah, these are tricks we're using to make you not look away. We're doing that, and great editors know how to map your eyes really, 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 really well. Whereas, like a movie like Quentin Tarantino's movies, he has so much dialogue that they really don't have to do that too much. But when you're doing like, um, what are we doing, Mad Max? That mapping was insanity. 
Because when a person's, that guy was on that pole going back and forth, when it was on the left side, the next clip has to show the motorcycle jumping from that left side so that you're not, I was like, dude, you know how much work that was? Jesus, man. But yeah, dude, you'd be a great editor. You'd be great. Because I don't have the patience for it, dude. I couldn't do that. I couldn't be like, where's the person's eyes right now? I'd be like, oh, I'm done. I'm done with this crap. How many how many more minutes do we have of this movie? He's like, yeah, you've spent a day on five minutes. I'd be like, oh, Lord have mercy. You know, the thing about editing, though, is that I, t- I love it, but I tend to get obsessed with it. Like, I won't put it down until I figure out certain things. That's- you know, I haven't done that much video, but I've done enough to where I feel like I can say I've edited a project. But I, it's it's more of the audio stuff that I mess with. But I would definitely like to get into film, man. That would be awesome. That was always a big dream of mine. There's nothing. There's literally nothing stopping you. You're right. You're absolutely right. There is nothing stopping me. It's a matter of do I want to do this or not? Because here's the thing. If if like like some uh, mystic person appeared to you in your ruins, like there's $5 million waiting for you in three years if you bust your tail from here on. All of a sudden, you'd get the engine behind you. Sleep doesn't really matter anymore. This doesn't. But it's like the unknown. Like what if I bust my butt for nothing? But it's never for nothing. Something happens. It's never for nothing. Something always happens if you're like, I'm busting my tail. Um, but I, I just, I think like you're good enough at this editing thing that you could actually do it, G. And I, there's not, like if you ended up editing a, an Oscar winning movie and they interviewed me, and was like, are you surprised? I would literally be the only person to just be like, not at all. Next question. Oh, thanks, buddy. I'd be like, not at freaking all. This is not, I would have been surprised if he didn't. But yeah, the, him being nominated is not really a shock at all, so. You want to know something? Yeah. This is this is no bullshit. It's not going to make give me a career. Okay, it's not going to give me a career to where I can make money off of this. At least that's what I think so far. But what I'm really investing my time into lately, when I have free time, to be quite honest, Steve, it's this show. I, mean, I want dude, this show to be big. I mean, it's not like I want, and I don't think you want fame. It's not that kind of a thing. But I want more people listening to our show. Guys, seriously, if you know someone that you think might like this show, pass it on. We're doing this for a reason. We're doing, I mean, I'm glad we can entertain you, but we certainly want to get our name out there a lot more. So please do so because I really, I don't know about you, Steve, but I just, I, I kind of think about this show way too much. (laughs) It's just always in my head. I'm always thinking no matter what I see, if I see something weird, I'm going to write it down most of the time and try to come back to it in the following week. But I just, I love this show and I want to make it big. Well, I must talk about the show a lot. Like I said, because, you know, with Melissa looking at, these these houses, she's like, um, we need an extra room so when Steve comes in here, he has a, he's like he, he these po- two these podcasts he does is really important and the music he does. We need a whole separate room. So I talk about it more than I think because it's that important to like no he needs a studio. Hey dude, before we go, I don't know if it's gonna be a shorter show today, but before we go, can I talk about a couple other things? Hit it. So. No notes today. We are totally freestyling this one, but I forgot that I did watch something. I'm curious if you've seen it because you don't tell me everything you watched, obviously. So you're watching that Into the Dark series, the anthology on Hulu, right? I am. Have you seen the newest one? No. Culture Shock? No. Caught that the other night. Okay. What do you think about this anthology so far? Are you happy with it? Um, there's, there's, um, I watched a few of them I just stopped watching. There was that one with like the fuzzy animal on it. I did, didn't Puka catch my or something like that. Yeah. I watched an hour of it and I was like, I'm good. The idea is good, but the app, the, the actual, how they did it. I was like, eh. Um, but other than that, a f- like I loved, what was it? F yeah. Or F I forgot what it was, but that one was really good. Like out of the, 
few I've seen, most of them are good. Okay. So I watched Culture Shock the other night, and I don't really know what to make of this one. I think I kind of didn't like it, but I did at the same time. And what I'll get. Okay. So what this is. It says, this thriller follows a young Mexican woman in pursuit of the American dream who crosses illegally into the United States only to find herself in an American nightmare. So I'm going to tell you right off the bat that once this movie kicks in, like right at the beginning when it kicks in, it's a completely different movie than what we end up with because we are dealing with this border crossing story. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of trauma. This There's a woman that has been trying. She's done this before, tried to anyway, and something terrible happened to her in the process. And then she ended up going back to Mexico. So she's trying again, this time she's pregnant and it's just that struggle of trying to cross the border. Right. So she hooks up with some shady characters. They smuggle her out to the desert and she has to pay all this money. And, and you know, it's, it's one of those things like maybe are they going to take me out of the desert and kill me? Are they going to rape me? Are they going to actually help me? You know, it's one of those things. So there's a lot of like tension built up in this one. And it takes off. And like, I was really enjoying that because it's this massive struggle for her to get to this part to the point where I would say maybe 40 minutes into the movie, it's, it goes that far into it. And you're thinking you're watching this one movie. And then I won't say exactly what happens, but she ends up in the United States or does she? And it ends up going from this, this, you know, crossing over the border kind of a movie to science fiction. And it's a completely different vibe. You start, she wakes up and she's in this um, kind of like a Stepford Wives neighborhood. Everything's really colorful and everyone smiles at the same time. And, you know, you, they feel like robots. You've seen this before in movies. Oh, yes. And so it's one of those situations. And, and then it's kind of matrixy. And it was really weird, man, because I was really wanting to see how this one played out. I thought she was going to struggle, get across the border and then deal with some crazy shit. Well, she does, but something completely different, something a little bit more realistic, I'll say, on the other side. And, you know, because America's a scary place anyway, right? So there's plenty that this woman can go into and, and she, you could have gone down that road chasing the American dream. In this case, it is literally an American dream. I'll say that. It's a decent movie, but I was really kind of just thrown at the fact that I was I was completely invested in watching this and then halfway through it completely switches gears on you. And you know, movies do this of course, but I think they should have they should have stuck with what they were doing in the first place in my opinion because it was a much better movie. The main actress in the movie though, she's really good. Her name is Mar- Have you heard of Martha Higuerita? No. She does a great job in this. She's completely convincing. And even in the weird scenarios that they put her into, she still manages to like carry herself really well throughout the movie. She's definitely the strong point. But I don't feel like I would be fair in saying that I think this is a great movie. I brought it up because it is something that I've watched. And if people are interested in the Into the Dark series, um, I think there's probably better anthology movies than this one. I'm trying to think of one that I really like. Down was probably the best one that I've seen out of that series so far. It yes. doesn't really hold up to down. Um, it's just an average thing. I'm not going to touch on it too much here. But, you know, again, just kind of winging this right off the top of my head. But I'm going to go ahead and rate this movie. I'm going to give this movie two out of five bags of liquid processed food, which would make sense if you see the movie. Now I'm curious. Now I've got to watch it. Yeah, now i got to watch So I know these that, ratings are so stupid sometimes, but it's like that is a, it was like, ooh, when you see that part. That is going to be a situation where I'm going to have to go ahead and watch now two movies. I got to watch this one and I have to watch Midsummer. Those are the two that I feel like I got to watch. You watch Midsummer first. Trust me. Okie dokie. Done deal. And the last thing that I want to talk about is something I know you've at least seen the first episode of. I've seen the first three episodes and I'm kind of into the show now. It is called Perpetual Grace Limited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you watching it or have you just seen the one episode? I've seen the one episode. 
All right. So tell me what you think about this. I know I'm the one that wants to talk about it, but I mean, what was your initial thought? I really dig all the actors in it. Um, and the thing is, I can only tell how much I dig a show by if I continue with it or not. And I am going to, but I, I'll probably just binge it one day. But I love Ben Kingsley. And I was like, eh. it, it, it was, I really liked how I know that there's more to this couple now than met the eye in the beginning. And I'm like, oh, man. And even the guy who he's, oh, I can't say that. There's even something more to the other person in the beginning. I'm like, oh, there's stuff he didn't tell him. So I like it so far, but uh, I still just, I just got to continue watching it is all. Yeah, what the series is about, guys, is uh, there's this kind of a drifter guy who gets himself in a situation where there is a, a guy that meets him up in a bar and he tells him, hey, there is a chance for us to make a lot of money here. This guy's obviously not on the uh, up and up. And he says, uh, my my parents own this, it's like a church slash rehabilitation center, if you will. Mm-hmm. And they have made a lot of money, not necessarily the right way. And what's up for grabs is approximately $2 million. What we need to do is we need to get my parents across the border to Mexico, and we're going to keep them there for a while. We're not going to hurt them. We're going to fake their deaths. We're going to get their, their death certificate, and then we're going to claim that money. You're going to be me. You're going to assume my identity and you'll be me and, and everything's going to go smooth. Now, of course, it doesn't go smooth, Steve. And, and uh, we end up with a completely different story. The father's played by Ben Kingsley. And you, you, what you see is not what you end up getting with this guy because he ends up being a badass. And I'm not going to get into it, but he's fucking ruthless in this. And he's got this weird chant that he does all the time. And I'm sure that they're going to play into that later and explain why he does it. But it has something. To, what's he say? He goes, uh, you probably saw this part. He says, uh, he goes, get it. Get it going, get it going. There you go, there you fucking go. And yep, he just keep repeating that thing. over yes. and over and yes. over again. Yeah. Yes. And when he does that, it's almost like he's going into a trance. He does this one part where he is, in fact, um, he's incapacitated, and he figures out a way to get out of that. And the way he does that is fucking brutal, man. But Ben Kingsley is the highlight of the show. He's a madman on this, and I, I highly recommend you guys watch this. But here's the catch: you can watch the first episode for free. This show is actually on a uh, a network called Epics. And the only thing that I think that anyone would really know that's coming out of Epics right now, because really, I want to be honest with you, no one's watching this, is the Pennyworth series that's going to be coming out. I really don't think I'm going to invest in this Epics to, to watch Pennyworth, but I do have a way of checking out <laughs> the Perpetual Grace, of course. If you guys ever get a chance to do like a week binge where, you know, because I think you get like seven days free. So wait until this show is done if you don't plan on getting yourself another yet another streaming service. And then just do the free week and watch this. It's really, really good. It's got like a uh, sepia type feel to it the whole time. Like the filter mm-hmm. on it is like a sepia type feel. But it's just this really intense show. And it's it's building up to a, a nice boil. I just don't know what's going to happen because I'm only three in right now. But I'm, I'm kind of hooked. And I'm going to keep on watching this one. I didn't know you only watched the first one, though. I only watched the first one. And so far, like I said, it's good. I have epics. You're paying for epics? Yeah, I'm paying for all. Like I have NBA TV and all that crap. You get Epics as part of a package deal? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Okay. I thought it was just on an app. No. I haven't really been messing with my cable very much. Like pretty much, I would say 98% of everything that I watch is through some kind of a streaming service. So I'm not really up to date on all the the different networks that are out. I thought this was just like a, uh, I mean, it makes sense, of course, but I thought it was just something that was an app. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an actual TV, like a, a channel. Are you going to watch the whole thing? I think I'm going to. 
Oh, so it's not on the top of your list, though. Um, it's up there. You know, it's just hard to juggle sometimes, man. Especially like I haven't I had a lot more time a couple months ago and I was watching everything. <laughs> now I'm just trying to pick and choose when I can. Like I said, my schedule is going to go back to normal very soon where I'm not working quite so much. Then I'll start prioritizing what I'm watching. But yeah, I would have to say Perpetual Grace is up there. Done deal. I would say that I'm enjoying Euphoria. It's they're not I'm not comparing the shows, but I would say that I'm enjoying Euphoria more. But this is definitely an interesting show that is going to come to a head at some point. And I want to see what happens at the end. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to finishing, uh, catching up on Euphoria, all the way up on Euphoria. And then we're going to have a long talk. I'm going to go ahead and rate this one just because I talked about it. I'm going to give Perpetual Grace Limited, I'm going to give it three out of five missing thumbs. Oh, I don't even know what that means. Good. I'm glad. (laughs) What else you got, brother? That's it. That's all I got, man. This was a loose one, but uh, we'll, we'll get back to normal next week. Steve's got a lot to talk about. For sure. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sitting with us. I had a ball today. I had fun talking about uh, Midsummer. Um, you know, talking about a little bit of house, a little bit of fireworks, a little bit of the homoeroticism of the Wu-Tang <laughs> Clan. And next week's Wu-Tang. Be ready, ladies and gentlemen. And Be the prepared. next voice you're going to hear is from the awesome amazing Danathan the Manathan peace out yay two shows this week we did it again a little bit loose but I don't think you guys are going to mind thanks for listening thanks for downloading our show each and every week guys we really appreciate it we are the heroes of noise my name is Dan Ramirez and that guy over there is Steve Hudson we have another show coming out real soon guys the word the unofficial preacher podcast is coming back very shortly preacher starts on August Fourth, I believe. And then, of course, we have the boys that starts on July 26th. So definitely we're going to have a lot to talk about. That's it for me. I'm going to stop pulling your, your legs and doing all that nasty homoerotic shit to you that we like to do to you, you know, jiggling your balls and whatnot. My name is Dan. <laughs> My name is Dan. Ladies and gentlemen, be good to yourself. Jiggle somebody's balls. <laughs> so nasty. Peace.